I love that story. Uh, I remember meeting uh, Sydney's parents or her father. And um, matter of fact, it all got started when one of our students uh, invited his friend uh, to come to, matter of fact, Cindy's brother, older brother, to come to an impact weekend. Cody Holly invited him, and then um, he accepted Christ later on. He got his parents to come. He, his dad ended up being baptized here as well as his brother. And then Sydney, I remember one of the first times I was talking to um, Sydney's father, and uh, she, he, I said, how are things going? He said, well, you can pray for my daughter. She didn't really want to be there, and she was, you know, she was whatever she was. 11 or 12 years old, she's standing there like this, with an attitude. Your kids probably don't do this, but some, girl, some girls, some boys sometimes do that. Uh, I don't want to be here. Uh, I'm aggravated. Leave me alone attitude. And uh, that, was just, that was Sydney. And I, isn't it so neat to see how she has come to Christ. She's been baptized, and she's investing. Matter of fact, she was on my son's mission trip. It's so incredible to see the transformation that's happened in her life. And the way that she's grown in wisdom and knowledge and faith. And today I want us to talk about things that every Christian should know. Some things that every Christian should learn. I'm going to say learn because in case you don't know it, I think it's important. I originally was going to say things that every child should know. But really every adult should know. And these are incredible foundational pieces of the faith. You know, earlier we recited the creed. And that's called the old Romans creed. There's one called the Apostles' Creed that's a little bit different. And by the way, I know every once in a while people will come up to me and go, why do you change the creed? Why did you change it? It's because there's a Catholic creed. There's a little version of it. Uh, then there's a Presbyterian. Uh, then there's an Episcopalian. And they're all basically the same. They just changed words or lines within the creed. But what we've done is we've gone back to the oldest writing of the creed that we have was the old Roman creed. And that's why you've seen other things have been added to it, which are fine, but we just went back to as close as we could find to the early church. And this is a statement that's been recited for nearly 2,000 years now. And so that's an important theological document that said, this is what we believe. And so we have that in writing. You can pick up a copy on the way out if you didn't get one in. This will also be on version and online uh, on our website tomorrow. So uh, that's important. That's a good piece of information to have. Number two, we did the Lord's Prayer. Because that's how Jesus taught his followers to pray. So that's a a very important, a great prayer uh, to learn and to teach our kids. And then now we're going to talk about, uh, we've talked about this before, uh, but I think this is imperative. This is a paramount, this is a huge, huge uh, issue that we need to understand our, our story because this is principally what the whole Bible is about. I call it the big gospel story. Our kids call it the big God story. And it goes like this. In the creation, in the beginning was God and he created all things. He created all of mankind, all that we know, and he created it in a perfect order, in a perfect union. Uh, but then he, when he created man, man had the capacity to walk away. And so that's what man chose to do. He chose to go his own way, just like you and I do. Sometimes I remember kids when I was a kid, and I remember my children even said, uh, why do we have to be blamed for what Adam and Eve did? Uh, well, have you sinned? Yes, that's right. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what Scripture tells us. So came, there came the fall. You have creation, the fall. And here we are in our fallen state, and we, can't, we are at odds with God. We are away from him. Uh, until we reconcile, and the only way we can reconcile was through 
Christ Jesus. There had to be the blood offering. And so Jesus offered himself, therefore redeeming us. He paid the penalty of our sin. He paid the cost so that we can come back to right standing with God Almighty. And when that happens, we are restored into fellowship with him, and we will ultimately be restored with him forever. So there's the big gospel story. Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Important that we know that, okay? So there's the story. So once we know that and once we've trusted Christ, we want to share that. And that's where we come to the Great Commission. That's where we get these next two passages. That's where we get our mission statement from. Loving God with all that we have, all we are while making more and better followers of Christ. This is the more and better followers of Christ. And this comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. Go, this is an imperative verb that's given to every Christian. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That's why we do that locally, and that's why we send people out internationally of all people groups, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things I commanded you, and behold, I will go with you even to the ends of the age. So there's the Great Commission. So we talked about, first of all, uh, the base of the creed, the Christian creed. Number two, we just uh, talked about the Lord's Prayer, and then we talked about from there um, the, the big gospel story, and now here's the great commission to share it. Then one day, Jesus was asked this question. Rabbi, what is the greatest commandment in all of Scripture? And this is what Jesus said. It's found in multiple places in the gospel. But in Mark 12, he said, this is what he said. He said, you shall love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind, with all of your strength. You shall love God with all that we are. That's where we get our mission statement. Loving God with all that we are while making more and better followers of Christ. And then he said, and the second one is this. It's to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, all the rest of the commandments hang or hinge upon these two commandments. Matter of fact, we're going to look at the Ten Commandments in just a moment, and you're going to see the first five are about God. The second five are about how to live with mankind how to love God with all that we are, and how to love our neighbor as ourselves. Okay, so this is the great commandment. Uh, Important for us to know. So the creed, got the Lord's Prayer, and we've got the big gospel story, the great commission, great commandment, and now for our last one, the Ten Commandments. Now let's talk about this for just a moment. I think it's important for us to, to learn and to study. It was interesting. I was reading an article a week or two ago, about the Ten Commandments, and they found that um, twice as many people could tell you what's on a Big Mac as they could Three Commandments. For all this big hubbub we make and all the, you know, the media makes and the law makes about having the Ten Commandments up, people don't know them anyway. Uh, that's what we found. I remember Jay Leno. Y'all remember Jay Leno, the, late, uh, the night show host. He'd sometimes go on the street and kind of, you know, the man on the street, and he would ask them. And they were asking this question, can you name one of the commandments? And the first girl he asked, she was about 28 years old, and she goes, freedom of speech. <laughs> and, uh, and they went on and didn't get any better. Uh, people just didn't know, and they continue to go, and it just and if we're not careful, even our own students, even our own children want. So I think this is important, and a couple things to remember about this. First of all, uh, Decalogue is what it's actually called in the Jewish Bible, and the Jews call it the Decalogue. Deca means what? Ten. 
Log means what? Word, okay? Log, the logos. So decalogue, the ten words. So the Jews call this the ten words. And so we're going to look at those words in just a moment. But I think it bears repeating that we don't believe as Christians, we don't believe that the way that we get to God, the way that we are, quote, saved, is not by keeping those laws. I'm keeping all of these laws. That's not how it occurs. That's not how it works. Uh, We believe this. We believe what Jesus said. Jesus said this, if you love me, then keep my commandments. He didn't say, if you keep my commandments, I'll love you. Jesus, by his grace, he has given us salvation through his sacrifice. But the way that we love him is by keeping his commandments. We just talked about what the greatest commandments were. And here are the ten words uh, that were given in Exodus 20 up on Mount Sinai for Moses. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, that's the old law. We don't, have to, we don't abide by that anymore. Well, actually, uh, Jesus affirms all of the laws in the New Testament. The only one that would be debatable would be the Sabbath. But we see him affirming each of these. And by the way, Jesus never did away with the moral law. He did away with the civic, the dietetic, uh, and the ritual law. Okay, so he never said, you know, well, thou shalt not murder. That's not a law. I'm not under the law. You would never say something that ludicrous. But sometimes we we speak in ignorance when we say that. Yes, he did away with most of the law, but the moral principles of the law, he did not do away. Why is that? Because God designed us. Remember we said in the beginning God created, and God created us in such a manner that he designed us that he knew how we could work best together and live in harmony and bring him honor. So these laws are a reflection of the character and the nature of God. All right, they don't save us, but they show us how to live, how he desires for us to live, how he designed us to live. And when you see cultures that abandon these principles, then you see the chaos. And that's what happened, we see in Judges, when everybody did what was right in their own eyes, uh, that's what happened. And so God makes it, it's, he makes it understandable for us. And these aren't meant to be restrictive barriers just to say, hey, here's some things you can't do. That's not what he did. You know, I, I love to go to Colorado. And when I go to Colorado and we drive in the mountains, you know what we see sometimes? Well, all, all the time. You'll see the, they have these big guardrails as you, go, as you go on the interstate or on roads. Do you ever look at those guardrails and go, that's restricting my freedom. I wish they'd take those off so I can drive over here closer to the edge. We, we would call you foolish, all right? And we don't want to ride with you. You see the commandments. They're the guardrails for God's design for us to live within his character and within his word. So as we think about this and as we think about how God made them a special people, a holy nation, he, they were to live differently. And then we see them pulled out and we see how they live differently and then we see how it's affected uh, modern man, or ancient man and modern man up to this day. So let's start, and I want to give you a method that will help you memorize these. If I do my job right, you're going to memorize all 10 of these before you leave if you'll participate with me, okay? Now, I did this about six or seven years ago. I taught the Ten Commandments, taught people how to memorize them. Uh, how many of you were here about six and a half, seven years ago when I did this? Okay, there were three of you. Okay, so um, if you three would come on up here and show them how to do this. No, because we, we forget. We, we, we leak information, we leak knowledge. So I'm going to show you how to memorize these. And if we'll go, th- go through them with me, you will know these before you leave here today, okay? So we're going to start, and I'm going to do a very simple uh, version of this, okay? And so we'll start with one. 
And number one says, you shall not have any other gods before me. So one, no other gods before me. Matter of fact, let's, let's take those down so they'll pay attention. Uh, number one, you shall have no other gods before me. One, so that's first commandment. You can hold up one finger, okay? Number two, thou shalt not make any idols. You shall not make or worship any idols. So here's, here's someone bowing down to an idol, okay? Get it? Number one, one God. Number two, shall not bow to idols. Number three, you can get three fingers like that. Thou shalt not take the Lord's thy God's name in vain. If somebody does that, if your child does that, woo, my mom, you say, woo. You put your fingers over your mouth like that. Thou shalt not use the Lord thy God's name in vain. Number four, all right, you ready for this? We're going to use two fingers on both hands. Remember the Sabbath. When I was a kid, we used to do this. This was the church. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. All right? So, number one, there's one God. We should worship him alone. Number two, not bow to idols. Number three, thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Now, this next one's really easy. Parents will remember this one if you don't remember anything else. Thou shalt honor thy father and mother. Thou shalt honor thy father and mother. You got that one down, okay? And now here comes number six. Okay, the Bible actually says thou shalt not murder. This is what it is. It's not just kill, it's to murder, to take life uh, unnecessarily or life uh, without penalty of the law. So thou shalt not murder or thou shalt not kill. So I kind of make a gun like that. If that confuses you, just use one finger, okay? Thou shalt not kill, all right? All right, now this next one um, is a little trickier, and uh, children, you can explain this to your, or parents, you can explain this to your children when you get home. Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. And it's like fingers, you know, like you're sneaking up and walking around. <laughs> thou shalt not commit adultery. So I take these two fingers, put it in a hand. Thou shalt not. No, no, no. Okay. Again, kids, ask your mom and dad about that when you get back. All right. <laughs> so number one, there's one God. Number two, thou shalt not bow to idols. Number three, thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, thou shalt not kill. Number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. All right, and now we are on number eight. And so number eight is this. I have three fingers like this, and I go, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal, like you're taking it. Thou shalt not steal. Eight, thou shalt not steal. And then number nine this one you got to think about it a little bit, but if you go, if you've ever watched a courtroom scene, and they go before the uh, the judge, and they said, "Do you sh- swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth?" So help me God. And so they hold their hand up, and then they put their hands on the Bible. And sometimes people put four fingers, I guess, on the Bible. And so their thumb right on the side. So that's number nine. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Well, first, to make it simple, we'll say, "Thou shalt not lie." Thou shalt not lie. Okay. Let's go through it again. Well, now let's do. Let's go ahead and do number ten. Number ten: Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not covet. All right. You're greedy. You see something that your neighbor has, and you want it. Okay. Thou shalt not covet. All right. Let's see if we can do them here. Okay. If we can all do them, um, we'll get out early. If not, I'm going <laughs> to call some of you. I'm going to call some of you up here. Matter of fact, a couple of you were in the last service. I'm going to call, I think of two people right here that were in the last service. They better get this right. All right, number one, the Lord thy God. There's one, in, one God, and you shall worship him alone, number one. Number two is, what is it? There you go, no idols. 
Number three, thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Number five, thou shalt honor thy mother and father. Number six, thou shalt not kill. Number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. Number eight, thou shalt not steal. Number nine, thou shalt not bear false witness. You can do it however you want. And number 10, thou shalt not covet. All right. Hey, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Now, boys and girls, I want you to ask your parents when you get home and have them do those for you, okay? And um, parents, will, will, they'll, they'll remember this one anyway. So ask them when they get home, all right? I think this is important. I was just reading uh, an article uh, by a guy who's a researcher and an author. His name is William Damon, and he points out this fact. He said of, as they researched 12 to 22-year-olds, what he found out was that uh, over 25% of them could not say how you could define right from wrong, where that authority comes from, where that ultimately lies and rests. How do you develop that? And how does that, what is the final authority? They, you know, you could say the law, but there's some things about that are morality that don't have anything to do with law. So how do you decide? And they had no idea. They said, I, we don't know. And that's why it's important for us to understand the word of God, for us to understand the moral law of God, because God has defined it for us to understand right and wrong. We don't have to wonder, is this okay? Or maybe that's okay. Well, this culture does it, that culture. We, we quit making it a cultural issue and make it a biblical, a God issue. So I think it's important that we learn these. These are great principles to teach your grandchildren, your children, a great principle for you to know. And uh, one more time, we're just going to review one last time, then we're going to move forward and we're going to end this service. So we started off with uh, the creed, and that's listed for you. Number two, after we did the creed, we did the Lord's Prayer. A great model. You could just sometimes recite that verbatim if you want to. It's not necessarily meant for you to have to do it that way, but it gives you, it's a good guide for you. Then number three, the big gospel story. Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Then we talked about the great commission to go found in Matthew 28 that is a component of our mission statement. Then the greatest commandment to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, soul, and mind and strength. And then secondly, to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the other part of our mission. And then we moved on to look at the Ten Commandments. And we learned the Ten Commandments. There should be no other gods before you. Don't bow to idols. And number three, thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. Number four, to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And thou shalt honor thy mother and father. And thou shalt not kill. And thou shalt not commit adultery. And number eight, what is number eight? Anybody remember? There you go. Thou shalt not steal. Number nine, thou shalt not lie. And number ten, thou shalt not covet. Take that. Learn that integrated into the heart and mind and the fabric of your spirit. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this special time together. Thank you for the clarity of your word. And I pray, God, that you would work in and through, uh, Lord, the great scriptures that you have given us. Lord, if there's one that doesn't know you, I pray that you would draw them to know the salvation of Jesus Christ, that these laws mean nothing if we don't know you for our salvation rests in you. So, Lord, I pray that you would draw those that need to know you today. And, Lord, as we give unto you, may you be honored and glorified. Amen.